just jumping in really quickly at the start of today's episode to tell you about some upcoming opportunities to see us live in the flesh. And you can see us live at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival 2024. We are doing three live podcasts on Sundays at 3.30 at Basement Comedy Club, April 7, 14 and 21. You can get tickets at dogoonpod.com. Matt, you're also doing some shows around the country. That's right. I'm doing shows with Saren Jaimana, who's been on the show before. We're going to be in Perth in January, Adelaide in February, Melbourne through the festival in April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at mattstewartcomedy.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicky and I'm here with two of the best buds, Jess Perkins and Matt Stewart. Hello. I'm a little rosebud. Oh, and I'm you're a little uh, Gary Bud Tingwell. <laughs> That's not his real name. What's his what's Bud Tingwell's Charles. first name? Charles. Fuck. Uh, Charles Fuck Bud Tingwell. <laughs> Was it Charles? I'm pretty sure. No, it's... that's right. Yes, it is. Yes! Legendary Australian actor. I loved Bud Tingwell. See, what I did there was I panicked and I said whatever the thing I said first was. And then I thought of something, but what it was did you too say? late. I've already forgotten. You said Gary. Gary. It's his go-to yeah. word. Yeah, go-to sorry. word. It's my go-to word. And why wouldn't it be? It's there's, a good go-to word. There's no good reason. No good reason why it wouldn't be my go-to word. Gary, the greatest city in the world. And also name. It's, 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 it's the big two. And it, And it's hard to, to make that big two, you know? It's hard mm. to be both. It is really hard. Yeah, really, it's really like hard. how the town of Orange mm. is it's... the greatest town and the greatest fruit. Yes. I, was, oh. I thought you were going to say colour and I'm like, and no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no oh, no. God, no. That actually brings me, oh, are you going to do some plugs first, Dave? Or No, no. Oh, you're going to get straight to the app. Yeah, I was going to, because that was a real good segue into the app. Okay. All right, well, hold that thought because I do want to tell them. That's you, listeners. Hello. <laughs> that, um, <laughs> Hello. <laughs> That's you. Hello. <laughs> that uh, the Melbourne this picture Col- of listeners at home is like, <laughs> 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 me? Oh. Yes, you. 
Yes, you. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that uh, Melbourne Comedy Festival tickets for our live podcast at the end of March, start of April, are flying out the door. They are genuinely selling. <laughs> That's right. Wow. And that is not yeah. a word of a lie. At least one has sold. M- multiples That's of right. one. We've sold a lot of season passes too, so thanks so much everyone that's jumped on that. We're doing uh, every Saturday at the Melbourne Comedy Festival at the European Beer Cafe and a lot of other great podcasts are doing stuff there. The Weekly Planet have just announced that they're doing a live podcast, our Comedy Buds, just before us on one of the Saturdays. So that's cool. Mm. Josh Earl's doing uh, Don't You Know Who I Am? The Little Dum Dum Club will be there. So a lot of great pods. Sans Pants. That's right. So you've got a lot of Planet Broadcasting but also uh, others. Which I only recently found out there are podcasts outside the mm. Planet Broadcasting Network. Not many. Strange. Not many. And not many good ones. God, no. No. But good on them. Good on them for having a bloody go. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking off air about how it would be great if we got a dollar every time we made Jess laugh. And, uh, okay, to be fair, that what? time I made me laugh. Yeah, I was going to say, no, don't put stipulations okay, of us having to make you laugh. Anytime Jess laughed at herself. <laughs> We'd still be rich. Oh, you'd be so rich. If we got the money. I think it's because I'm the only one operating at my level. Mm. Do you know what I mean? High frequency. Mm. And so I'm throwing a lot of things out there, and you guys aren't getting it. We're too low. But I get all of it. And I'm not above saying I inspire myself. Wow. But you are above us. Oh, yeah. Definitely. On the comedy pyramid. Mm. Oh, big time. Mm. Big time. No, well, a pyramid's got to have a base, and I'm happy to be it. Okay, good. Matt, are you also happy to be maybe the middle? You can have that. I'm the middle. So you're kind of good. A pyramid you're... sandwich <laughs> on this pyramid scheme of comedy. You don't get it, do you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the show. Okay, now I don't remember what I said that was a segue into. It was something about the color orange. Yes, and not being a favorite color. That's orange is not my favorite color. Well, the question this week is: What's your favorite color? What's Which your get... favorite color? Blue. Interesting. And Dave, also blue. That yours, is yours. Is green. Mine is green. See, I remember. Which is half blue. Oh. Oh, that's so deep. So that, but that is interesting. That's so deep. It, it hits me at the bottom of the comedy pyramid. <laughs> Just like, oh, that's, that is all the way down. Wow. That joke sentence transcended every level of the comedy oh, pyramid. I was going to say that it belonged at the bottom of the comedy no, pyramid. because I got it. Oh, yeah, but I think that's that's it's broad, uh, broad appeal. That's what happens at the bottom of the comedy pyramid. Yeah, yeah that's right. I'm an every man. Come jokes. He loves them. You're an every boy. Yes, I am. I'm, I'm every boy. I'm every boy. And sink. Uh, so that's interesting. So blue and blue. Um, that'll sort of that that makes sense to me. But what would you say are the stereotypical colours for young boys and girls? Pink. For girls. And blue. For boys. boys. Yeah. So the that's the topic this week. Is the question why do girls wear pink and boys wear blue? Ah. Oh. That's the topic. That's the topic. Wow, you're taking a bit but of a curveball here. Oh, I won't so, say what I was going to say because I reckon you'll talk about it later. Might do, but I mean, I'll, I'll just. So the topic came up because uh, I do. I've got a bit about boys wearing blue and girls wearing pink, right? Like a stand-up bit. A stand-up bit. And someone came to me after the show and said, "I oh, listen to the podcast. I'd love you to figure that, like, where that originates as a topic." Cool. 
And so this week I put three topics up for um, the vote and all of them were going to help me with um, it, whatever one it was I was going to like elaborate on for my festival show. <laughs> so, so this, this is, is part research for the show. Great. Um, so I'm going to, any jokes you make that are funny in this episode, you also are signing across to me. I'm okay with that. No worries, but they will come from the bottom of the comedy pyramid. <laughs> um, well, I was talking to Jess there, Dave. Sorry. And I'm not doing a festival show, so you can have all my best jokes. Perfect. Do you like any of my uh, jokes? You can have them. Yeah, great. All right. I'll any ta- that you want. I'll take What about one about looking like a nappy sand mum? Yeah, nappy sand mum. I'll take that. that I'll take the heroin spoons. Oh, that's a good what about one. my joke about looking like Steve Buscemi? <laughs> You do them all in one. I'm the nappy Sam mum. I'm Steve Bashimi. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's forgotten how to do stand up. Standing ovation. Yeah. Standing ovation. A- accept award. Oh, thank you. Are you say- still saying these things into the mic? Is that how stand up works? Standing ovation. Standing <laughs> ovation. <laughs> You're standing on stage. Sometimes I say hold for applause out loud. That's fun. That's fun. That is good fun. Mm. Anyway. Okay, so, well, I'm curious, what were you going to say? Cause that it used to be the other way around. Yes, well, that, that is sort of true a little bit. But, yeah, that is something I'll, I'll be talking about mm. a fair bit. Dave, have you got any thoughts or any theories? Any theories? We, we might talk to you more at the end because, I, I mean, it's, it's all a little bit vague as well because it's, you know, colours go back vague-ish. a long time and um, other people do not agree on how far back it goes. Right. Um, I actually have no theories. I don't know if I've ever really thought about it. Yeah, typical. Just fucking in your own little bubble, aren't you? Yeah, a blue bubble. <laughs> blue and blue. And green. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so anyway, to as a, a starting off point, I found a few articles that reference this. In the 1880s, um, there's a photo of future president of the United States, FDR. You familiar with him, Dave? Yes, Franklin... Delano. Delano. I would never. Yeah. Um, Um, Excuse me. It's interesting that you didn't ask me if I was familiar with FDR. You were familiar with FDR? Yes. Did you know Delano? No, I didn't. I didn't know it either. No. I'd never heard that, but this is him. Oh. Look at that face. He's future Mount Rushmore material. How would you describe that photo? Well. What's um, What's he wearing? He's wearing uh, little ballerina-style shoes. They're T-bars, little T-bars, strappy uh, yeah, shoes. Yeah, they were cool at my high school. Yeah, me too. But with women, I will say. Yep, good and call. he's wearing a, a dress. He say it's a dress, yeah. Yeah, white dress, yeah. So um, this is how it was described Long on hair. the Smithsonian website. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was two and a half years old at this time. It describes him thusly. Sitting primly on a stool, his white skirt spread smoothly across his lap, his hands clasping a hat trimmed with a marabou feather, shoulder-length hair, and a patent leather party shoes complete the ensemble. Mm. Um, if you look at that photo now, you would likely assume it's a little girl. Yep. I think, it, you know, kids don't tend to look super masculine or feminine unless it's what people put onto them, right? True. But why? So back then it was normal for boys to wear dresses up until the age of six or so, uh, which was also the age where they would usually have their hair cut for the first time. Probably easier to like change nappies, isn't it? Exactly. That was one of the main reasons. A lot easier to change nappies um, for boys and girls, obviously. Also, because well, you could lift them up by the hair. Yes. <laughs> Very easy. Come here, mate. <laughs> like you're shearing sheep. Yeah. I'm never letting Dave babysit. Yeah, please don't ever let him near your children. Well, anyone just, listening? Just pick it up by the if hair. If anyone listening he says. was thinking about 
Letting Dave look after your children. Damn it. We had a little bub at one of our uh, live shows, Willow. Yeah, she I remember like, picking her up. By, by the, the hair. hair. She didn't have much, so I nearly dropped her, but <laughs> I, uh, I'm pretty good at grabbing those tiny little ones. And they're strong in a baby. It's <laughs> amazing. Really? Fine hairs on a baby are stronger. Yeah. They're like little steel cables. I don't think really? that's true at all, Dave. You should just pick children up by their torso. I actually am very scared of holding uh, pets and children. <laughs> I don't know how to hold them. Okay. All right. Well. Gotta know. You got to know how to hold them, Dave. I know no, when to fold them. I do. I know when to run. I always run. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you were talking about nappies. Well, yeah, we're talking about the dresses. So, yeah. and we got the nappy sand mum just here. So that that was that outfit was used for little boys and girls back in the day, back in America. Mm. It was a, a gender neutral outfit. Um, a lot of this most smash. <laughs> A lot of the Smithsonian article's website is based around the research of University of Maryland's historian Joe B. Paoletti, uh, who wrote a book called Pink and Blue, Telling the Girls from the Boys in America. Tell the girls and the boys in America. <laughs> Did the song, the book come with a theme song? <laughs> yes. I love yes, it. as well. According to Paoletti, for centuries, children wore white dresses up to the age of six, calling it a matter of practicality. Nappies are easier to change with a dress. Also easier to know when they've shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. But I mean, it, that's true. But also um, the white dresses are a lot easier to bleach clean. Oh, to get rid of the poo. Get rid of the poo or whatever. <laughs> just get rid of. Sorry, just pointing it out. Getting rid of, you know, kids, dirt and whatever. They're playing out. Mm, all they're that shit that they're rolling around. <laughs> well, it's not necessarily shit. But, it's well, not exclusively shit. <laughs> well, 98% of it is. That's <laughs> No wonder you grab them by the hair. <laughs> yeah, okay. come here. The ninety-eight percent shit. Well, hey, you got to comb the hair as well because there's a lot of shit in there as well. Stop it, Jess. It's the eighteen fifties. It wasn't. It's a different time. No, it's the eighteen eighties, Dave. The poo, <laughs> poo was dealt with by then. Eighteen fifties. You're right. Everyone you're right, was made was... up of nearly all poo. <laughs> we were poo people. We evolved. We evolved, mate. From poo people. <laughs> it's true. It's all true. <laughs> Dresses also allowed more room to grow. You know, pants, you're going to have to change every few months as a, a kid, but a dress... You Unless know, you shut yourself, then you've got to change it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> Which happened often, but only in the 1850s. <laughs> Kids grow out of that. It's a weird phase. <laughs> Another reason for the white and, and the bleaching, right, was because back then dyes um, weren't as good or good quality dyes weren't as cheap, so... Continuously washing clothes, coloured clothes, it would they would fade out anyway. So if you stay with white, you could keep getting them back to brilliant white with a bleach or a nappy Sam mum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Jess, you could probably talk more to that. Mm-hmm. Oxy Action Plus. <laughs> Great. Perfect. I think, I think they should have just had brown clothes. It makes the most sense. They're getting shit all over them. <laughs> I mean, these people are stupid. <laughs> What is the one colour I would say probably not? I read I read a lot of surveys and stuff about people's favourite colours and brown was <laughs> nearly always people's least favourite colour. Because it looks like shit. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Beige. Beiges. Oh, if you're having a beige shit, call a doctor. <laughs> saying that right now. It's not, it's not all. How is this already... Because well, Dave's makes sense. here. And we did, I mean, nappies were mentioned, so. Mm. Look, I'm at the bottom of the pyramid, all right? <laughs> right at the bottom. 
where the shit comes out. Yeah. Uh, into the 1900s, colourful infant clothing started to become more popular. One theory is that with white dresses, parents could pass the clothes down from sibling to sibling regardless of gender. Yeah. Basically, stores realised that the more options they marketed, the more products they could sell. I didn't really yeah. stop my parents, to be honest. Yeah, which I, I like that. I like parents going, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't. It really doesn't. So what kind of thing you're wearing? Just Well, some people would argue that it some My brothers argue use nappies, yeah. All oh, right, <laughs> by handing down the nappies. <laughs> Dis- disposal? No. No. Oh, my God. It's about to call child services. <laughs> you guys got to get over the Perkins house. <laughs> yeah, and, and go back in time <laughs> about 27 years. <laughs> oh, God. It's a mess in there. <laughs> 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 Haven't cleaned it up. <laughs> uh, according to Paoletti, initially it wasn't clear cut that blue was to be worn by boys and pinks by girls. In fact, there were examples of the opposite being recommended, uh, like Jess, you mentioned before, uh, including this article from 1918 uh, in the Earnshaw's Infants Department publication saying... This is the quote. The generally accepted rule is pink for the boys and blue for the girls. The reason is that pink, being a more decided and stronger colour, is more suitable for the boy, while blue is more delicate and dainty, is prettier for the girl. So similar... That's from the children's department. Yeah. God, they are very well spoken for a department of children. They really are. They send out the head baby. In a little suit. Boss baby. That's what boss baby was... was Spaced what on. was Boss Baby? Oh, that what you just said. That's what it was. What was Boss Baby? To me. Mm. Good question. <laughs> I'll field this one. <laughs> uh, in an article on LiveScience.com, they say that up to up till the 1950s, chaos reigned when it came to the colours of baby paraphernalia. Also quoting Paoletti, she was like, she really seems like one of the main experts on this topic. Um they quoted her saying that there was no gender colour symbolism that held true everywhere. Her research found birth announcements, cards, baby books and newspaper articles from the early 20th century that indicated pink was as likely to be associated with baby boys as with baby girls. Hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't like it was one or the other, but early days they hadn't figured out exactly which way. It... Yeah. I think you'd kind of struggle now to find anything that wasn't pink for a, a girl. Yeah. And I don't mean that in terms of clothing. Like I, I think there'd, be, there'd definitely be a lot of pink, but there is some variety. But I mean like let's say your friend had a baby and you wanted to get them a card and all of the it's a girl cards are going to be pink. I, I would purposefully find something that isn't, but you would struggle. I think, yeah, for the most part that that's probably true. I imagine probably as a in response to that, people are probably starting to um, – Offered alternatives, mm, probably because, it, because there is a there's a market for it. People who don't want to do that necessarily, but probably, yeah. This is all science, man. You said probably about eight times in that sentence. Probably did, yeah. Well, I don't want anyone to think that I'm being definite in anything I'm saying. <laughs> uh, Pay Lady references a piece published in Time Magazine in 1927 that charted what colours different department stores use for boys and girls. It was all over the shop, she said, with many including Fellini's in Boston, Best & Co. in New York City, Halley's in Cleveland and Marshall Field in Chicago recommending pink for the boys and blue for the girls. According to Paoletti, she found, that, uh, she found sources that recommended blue for blonde kids and pink for brunettes or blue for blue-eyed babies and pink for brown-eyed babies. So there were also 
even non it wasn't necessarily split on gender lines it's to do with their looks yeah which makes more sense in a lot of ways that if if one color favors mm. even if that's possible does blue isn't blue men to suit people with blue eyes yeah well it makes the eyes look even more blue you know when dave wears blue it's like hello Phew. it's true it's all true <laughs> i'm gorgeous <laughs> what can i say uh. So it was all a bit fluid at that stage, right? But from the 40s and 50s, it started to coagulate into the common colour gender pairings we see today. Oh, that's good. Did you write that? Coagulate? That is is good. It went from fluid to coagulation. Oh. Fuck. Get this man a Pulitzer Prize. (laughs) I did coagulate and then I went back to the line before I went, I need to make this um, more consistent. That is great. Is this part of your stand-up? Because it should be. (laughs) Coagulate. Nothing gets them laughing like the word coagulate. It's a hilarious word. Yeah. In any context. Mm -hmm. Coagulate. I mean, you guys have been laughing ever since. (laughs) I'm in tears. (laughs) So it started to coagulate Ah! into the common colour gender pairings we see today. Blue for boys, pink for girls. But why did this happen? Well, according to old mate Paoletti, it could be because of the French and their trend-setting ways. Oh, those damn Frenchies. According to the Live Science article, traditional French culture paired pink with the girls and blue with boys, while Belgian and Catholic German culture used the opposite. And because France set the fashion <laughs> in the 20th century, their tradition held sway. Oh. Now I get it. You laugh more at fashion than you did at coagulate. Yeah. You guys are a confusing crowd. No, it's because we know coagulate is clever. Right. Fashion. fashion is just silly. It's just, mm. it's just funny. It's more it's just funny. Fas- funny. funny. Fashion's fashion. The idea of uh, this French influence is often backed up by uh, quoting this line from the American novel Little Women, published in the 1860s. Familiar with this book? Yes. Yes. I've never read Little Women. But I'm familiar. I saw a movie as a kid. With Winona Ryder? Yeah, I think so. Was it terrible? I don't don't recall it, but I remember it being... Winona Ryder was in it. From Stranger Things. So it was pretty terrible. Oh, I wasn't sure which way you were going to go. Yeah, no, I was like, are you a big fan or Mm -mm. not a fan? Mm -mm. So this is the quote. Uh, It was a line from the book. Amy put a blue ribbon on the boy and a pink on the girl. French fashion, so you can always tell. That's actually a line. That's a line. French fashion. French fashion. So you can always tell. Ah. That's interesting. And that's 1860s. Yes. So the French, and but I mean, this is you know when you see like that quote from before saying "dainty uh, blue is dainty for the girls." Yeah, that was just a quote that is across everything. That's the big one they use. Dainty. Well, that that quote from that baby, whatever. The Department that, of Babies. Yeah, the Department of Babies <laughs> quote. So you know when sometimes you see you're looking at, I'm talking about hundreds of articles that I read, right? And that that one came up in I'd say the majority of them. Hmm. So, so it's a, what we call a primary source. It's a primary source, but also don't you think that makes you go, oh, it's, it feels like. Right, everyone's latched onto that. Yeah. Is that oh. actually it? Yeah. I, I did find, I found others, but that that just seemed, I, probably it's because it's, um, it's, it spells it out so clearly and it is quite the opposite of what we think of those colours. Yeah. Or what we're, um, what we've been think. trained to think now. Uh, another th- by the man. Uh, another theory I saw put forward <laughs> a few times was that red uh, used to be seen more as a masculine color, and red coats were a common part of the military uniforms, in particular in the British Army from the 17th uh, to the 20th century. 
pink was like a watered down version of the masculine color, uh, the masculine red color, and boys were like a watered down version of men, uh, I guess. Red was used a lot less in the military in the 20th century, while blue was becoming more common with the rise of the importance of the US Navy in the Second World War. Around this time, it was popular to dress young American boys in sailor suits, like Navy sailor suits, apparently. So instead of wearing a skirt, now you wear a Navy suit. Navy suit. These times are changing. That is cute, though. That's really cute. Oh, that's so cute. I'm not sure if these things played a major or minor role or none at all, but sort of interesting theories. I found it interesting that red, yeah, red used to be um, seen as like a real army colour. Now it would be, I think it, it did happen when um, the turn of the century. Oh, because you couldn't wear red. Uh, it's not camouflage. Yeah, it's just like it's the opposite. <laughs> Hello, of, I'm over here. It used to be about pomp and ceremony going like, oh, we're, we're here, we're, we're, you know, we're, Loud and proud. Yeah, like I think mm. in the in the First World War there was a time at the start where they hadn't really adapted to modern warfare yet and the French rock up on horseback. With big. Red red jackets, no helmets. Big and they feathers just get in their helmets. And... Just, just mow down. Yes. And they quickly went, this isn't working. D- did you ever listen to Hardcore Histories? I may have got that from that. I yeah, think. I, was, I remember that from that as well. And he just found it. He, he spent a bit of time on it. It was Found that bloody fascinating. Yeah, that was great. How there's a little bit of lag in um, strategy, and they'd only find out when they're like, "Oh, we're getting shot real easy yeah. from a distance." Whoops. Let's figure this out. Yeah, I really strongly recommend that podcast, Hardcore History. I'm sure a lot of people do listen to it. Dan Carlin, great stuff. It's bloody great. Real long. If you like them long. Yeah, gosh, that was like a six-part, six-hour each episode series. Yeah. Jess doesn't have time for that. I'm a busy mum. <laughs> I didn't expect it. I was expecting woman. I don't think Jess. Lady. I think Jess changed mid word. I did. Thank you for hearing that. You hear me. I hear you, mate. I can hear. Anyhow, according to the Women's Lifestyle magazine, the gender divide between blue and pink was firmly entrenched in the public consciousness around the end of World War Two. While women working on the American war effort were likely to be wearing blue, as depicted in the iconic We Can Do It poster, you know that one? Yeah. The uh, the strong arm. Oh, right. Yes. Sorry, I didn't know what you're talking about. Yes. Oh, he's got a picture of it. The We Can Do It. We Can Do It. Yeah, she is wearing blue. So that was... There's a red headband if you're still not imagining it. Yeah, she looks great. Um, All right, mate. No need to objectify her. So it was in, during World War Two. I like uh, blue. What a lot of women were wearing blue. They were, they were um, but it was so, sort of a at that stage a bit of a working class color as well. If you were on the factory floor or whatever, you were wearing blue. Blue collar, I guess, is wrapped up in that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I went on a slight um, tangent when I saw that post because I'm like, I don't really know anything about it. I've seen it so many times that I don't know the history of it. Uh, so I. Just looked in it very briefly, and it got my attention because it was designed by a Pittsburgh artist named J. Howard Miller, and he was commissioned by the Westinghouse Company's War Production Coordinating Committee. And obviously, we did an episode about George Westinghouse, George Westinghouse uh, a year ago or something. Um, so he was commissioned to come up with a poster. It was only intended to motivate workers in uh, not even across all of their factories, just in a, a certain area in the Midwest, I think. Um, and the phrase, we can do it, uh, was the idea was it sort of grouping management and the workers together. 
um, that's the way, you know. Um, interestingly, it was oh, only... Oh, that's the way. <clears throat> interestingly, it was only displayed to Westinghouse employees for a couple of weeks in 1943. It was only even put up in-house for a couple of weeks. It wasn't shown publicly or anything like that. After that, it d- disappeared till the early 80s when it was rediscovered and became the famous poster it is now. Really? Wow. So it wow. wasn't popular at the time. Yeah. It wasn't. It just wasn't even made to be a public thing, which I found interesting. That's really – I didn't know that. And I was, So the, the Wii at the time was for, for the – meant to be for the workers and the management or whatever, but now it's more likely it would be seen as we women, we can do it. And yeah. it has become a, like an iconic feminist um, poster or – Yeah. Can it be an iconic icon? Yes. Great. I think, I think you'd probably inherently just it is. call it an icon, yeah. Uh, yeah. Inherently. Yeah, so that's I, – I do. I really love that design, uh, that poster, mm. made by a, a great man from Pittsburgh. One well, actually, I don't know what the J stands for. It could be a woman. J. Howard. Jane. Weird when they put the J, the initial first. J. J. Jane. Howard. Jane. Jessica. Jessica. Oh, yep, that's a good one. How did you struggle with that? <laughs> Women starting with J. I've got Jane and I'm out. I don't really see myself as a Jessica. Do you know mm. what I mean? Could have said Jess. Ah. We would have accepted it. Yep, well, well played. That is my name. <laughs> <laughs> Instead I went for your sister. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, that was a, that was a really nice gesture. Jessica. <gasps> Could it be gesture, Howard? Maybe. Yeah, Jess was still just guessing names, and the pun happened to be a pun. What pun? Queen of the puns. What do you no, mean? No, we'll ask Matt because he will be able to tell us. Matt, what pun was in there? I don't even fully know what a pun is. Is just when Jess said gesture there was that a pun? Nah. Yeah. How's it a pun? So it's a, what is it? A it's a plan oh, words. It's is plan that all words? Yeah, and Jess is my name. Yeah, and this is what a pun is. Right. Uh, so, yeah, American women often wore blue during the war. But quoting an article from The List, The List is a uh, like a women's lifestyle website uh, that had a pretty good article about this. Um, so that quoting them, once her man came back from the front lines, she could trade in her oil-stained blues for the flowery pink aprons that became her kitchen uniform. By 1947, fashion designers like Christian Dior were advertising the clothing of the post-war ideal. What did this mean for women? A ton of soft, flowing, feminine pink. So is this, it, was, it sounds like it was a real weird time, the 50s, where they went, oh, things were fucked there, World War II, everything was fucked, and then they went into this weird, like, sort of like coma where they're in this weird fake world. Yeah, where they're trying to, let's make it all ideal, we won the war, everything's good. Yeah, mm. flower, women in flowers and cooking and smiling and men briefcases going to work and it's, it sounds like a it sounds like one of those um, Stepwood Stepford wives or something. Yeah, and they're all secretly killing everyone. Something that I, I don't I've never seen, but I assume that's sort of what that's like. Yeah, spoilers, Dave. Oh, actually, I think I'm thinking of an X Files episode. <laughs> that sounds about right. I'm not built for the fifties. I wouldn't have done well, or maybe I would have because that's all you know. Yeah, I don't think I would have liked it. Smoking mm. inside. I'm too funny. Lots of racism. Would have been. Yeah, you're right. Those things probably more important than. Like 50 years, well, how many, 70 years backwards in medical science. Yeah. But smoking doors. 
That's fucked. I remember that. Not a good time. Uh, by the mid, I used to work in this advertising agency where <laughs> we used to smoke cigars and yeah. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah, I saw an ad for Mad Med once. Um, <laughs> by an ad, which is apt. Uh, by the mid-60s, though, the women's liberation movement put forward the anti-feminine slash anti-fashion message. And according to the Smithsonian, the unisex look became the rage, but in the reverse way of the time of the young Franklin D. Roosevelt. Um, now these mm. young girls were dressing in masculine or at least unfeminine styles, devoid of gender hints. Paoletti found that in the 1970s, the Sears Roebuck catalogue pictured no pink toddler clothing for two years. Wow. So the, it sort of went, you know, it's funny how the, the fashions and stuff. The what? It's funny how, like, the fashions and stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. are on this roller coaster ride. Mm. The ebbs yeah. and the flows. Um, yeah. The flows, yeah, and the ebbs. Yeah. you. I mean, you already got it. But I get it. You got it. It's flowing. It's, it's ebbing. It's flipping. It's flopping. According to Paoletti, uh, one of the ways feminists thought that girls were kind of lured into a subservient roles as women is through clothing. If we dress our girls more like boys and less like frilly little girls, they are going to have more options and feel freer to be active. Um, so this is like 60s. Feminist thoughts. Uh, this from the list article again. Dress like the boys, the theory went, and you were going to be taken seriously like the boys. That was also the start of the argument that there was no biological reason for girls to favour pink over blue, which we talk about a little bit later. And then it was the way we were raising our children that made the colour and gender divide an accepted thing. Clothing colours became, once again, gender neutral. So that's in the 70s. That's sort of 60s into the 70s. 70s. Right, so at the time it's in, only been, of course it's not really having any effect because it's only been around for, what, 10 to 20 years. Which is like a generation. It's not many. It's not, yeah. That's right. So what, and Paoletti has sort of always said that uh, it never really hit fully until the mid-80s. So right, of, gotcha. Um, so she, she reckons it was around 1985 that the pink-blue gender divide really kicked into full swing. She remembers it well because she had her first child, a girl, in 1982 and her second, a boy, in 1986. And with the birth of her son, she recalls all of a sudden it wasn't just a blue overall. It was a blue overall with a teddy bear holding a football. So, you know, everything went up a level. Like mm. you know, boys boys are sports and balls and yep. trucks. Girls, a man. girls are <laughs> fairies and Barbies. and She's not a man. Not, not men. That's eighties dad. <laughs> no, I got it. That was very good. What's nineties dad sound like? Oh, she's a man. Oh, she's a man. Is that that movie would have been in the nineties, wasn't it? I mean, well, he's still saying she's not a man, but you know, he's calmed down a bit. Yeah. And now, it's oh, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, all dads are cool now. Be yeah. what you want to be, kids. Do what you want to do. Be, be what, what you want to be. be yeah. Yeah. What, what was your dad's? It was a man. Yeah, 90, you had 90s dads. Yeah. We had 90s dads. And they were like, you're a man. Yeah. Dad told me I was a man. And you, Dave? Dad told me that Jess was a man. <laughs> he, he let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, you have a right to know. No way is that true at 20 all. 20 years, <laughs> you know. Before you met me, not twenty. 
It's crazy that it was such a long time when I didn't know who you were, Jess. Yeah. Do you ever reckon there'll be a time when we, when like we're old, say mm. Matt's age, and okay. we look back on this time and we go, I wonder what they're doing, you know, because we've been out of touch for so long. Do you think that'll happen? Ooh. Like you, to get no, to I don't think you'll ever get to my age. Yep, that's true. true. It's very hard to catch up as well. Someone, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the group, the clubhouse leader. Could you stop? Yeah, yeah, I can stop. Mm, it's cool. Done it many times. Stop, started. It's called death. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, don't do that. Anyway, I just hope that I never lose you. Matt, please do go on. Around this time, disposable nappies also started to become more common and they were marketed uh, with pink or blue packaging depending on the sex of the child and then just like things across the the board were probably done. Like that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. That's strange. I find it pretty weird. They're just nappies. Are they different in any way? No. I don't think so. Are they? Maybe there's a little bit more room for the boys. Do they accommodate for peen? Yeah, that, but you don't that, need to leave that much room, do you? No, I wouldn't have thought that. Because they're very you little. To worry about <laughs> they did for me. <laughs> I, wore a, oh, I wore a man's nappy, if you know what I mean. Like a. I don't know what you mean. Like a man's nappy. A what? It's a thing. <laughs> I had it. Oh, it looks so funny. Would have gone wearing... up to your shoulders. Oh no, it's normally in every way except that was just a massive pouch. <laughs> oh, I hate this. <laughs> Were you a bit lopsided as a child? Yeah. You, have you grown into yourself? <laughs> Still trying. Still catching up. I don't understand. Oh. No, Dave's saying he's got. Wait, Dave, what are you saying? Can you spell it out? <laughs> I'm not spelling it out. Small tush, giant. <laughs> Fill in the blank. Brain? Oh, that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, I wore a nappy <laughs> for my head. It's a hat. You think you have a hat? Oh, a nappy. I get what that is now. Yeah, okay. I didn't get that before. Oh, boy. I was wondering why they were selling disposable pink hats to girls. Yeah, it is weird. Disposable hats. It was the 90s. In case somebody picked them up by the hair again. Oh, they call them something else in other places. Or diapers. Diapers. Oh, yeah. Sorry, overseas. Yeah. It's a diaper in many. You know. if, if I'd said diaper, would you have understood, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Because you went to Disneyland once. <laughs> that whole period where you're learning about nappies, you're in America. Dude, that's I just missed that whole bit. Diapers. Uh, one suggested catalyst for this change was the leap in prenatal testing from the 70s onwards. All of a sudden, expectant parents could determine the sex of the baby. Retailers took advantage of this. As previously, parents would prepare gender-neutral rooms and clothes for their babies. But now they could market specific boy and girl merchandise. <laughs> Got away from me a bit. Merchandise <laughs> to the expectant parents. If they knew their second child was going to be a boy after their first was a girl, the pressure to conform would mean most parents would buy a whole second set of clothes and toys, etc. It was bloody good news for retailers. Oh, it's bloody good, isn't it? But I mean, they, it sounds like some think that they were the ones who were helping create. Well, I mean, they, if they just didn't sell... Well, it's hard to know what came yeah. first, but um, I think definitely they weren't. They weren't helping. No, they weren't helping because for parents and for everyone, it's better if it's just everyone uses the same, less waste and all that sort of stuff. Totally. But and kids don't know. Could not give a fuck, I'm they sure. Don't give a shit. I don't I don't remember. I don't remember any clothes I wore when I was no. a toddler. No. 
remember maybe seeing some stuff in photos. I imagine I would have worn my older sister's hand-me-downs probably. Yeah, sure. Mum made a lot of stuff for us too. Yeah. But, yeah. Mum knitted me a Saint's uh, scarf. She did. And Saint's pyjamas. Get out. Yeah. Well, she's quite a knitter. Oh, yeah, big time. Diane. Oh, yeah, Diane can knit. Don't worry about that. Oh, no, I believe that. Don't you? Oh, I totally believe it. Yeah, big time. Don't know why I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I mean, he just told us. Yeah, it'd Imagine be odd. This, this is just a big lie. Your mum can't knit. I've just, yeah, caught him out. It's just like I'm um, an undercover cop. Yeah. I have to, if you, if you call me out. You have to admit it. Why, are you a cop? Which is not, that can't be true. That either, is right? not a thing. That can't be true. Under, I love it that people think they go, yeah, you ask them, they have to tell you. <laughs> that's, it's that's the law. A, that's putting their own safety. Are you an undercover cop? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, you got me. <laughs> it's like it's a, it's like 40-40 out or something, some sort of yeah. backyard game. Murder in the dark, but you've got to say. <laughs> you have to. Look, if I wink at you, you have to pretend to die. And if you don't, I'll tell mum. Tell mum that you said you weren't a cop, but you were. There were so many different versions of Murder in the Dark. I don't even remember really the rules. Uh, I I remember the lights went out. Yeah. And then someone had, maybe just someone died. Yeah. I can't remember. Definitely people died. It was a brutal game. Oh, yeah. I remember writing things down on pieces of paper and scrunching them. Oh, yeah. I don't know what you wrote I don't remember that one. I forgot the winking one until you just said it. Yeah, did you remember that one? Yeah, vaguely. So like, if you were the murderer, you just had to wink at people. So I think someone went outside while the, a big circle inside, someone was assigned to be the murderer. And then when they the winked. victim? No, from the teacher. Is it my school anyway? Right. Which is kind of crazy now. A game where you pretend to die. Yeah. And then they had, uh, a detective came back in. They had to work out who was winking and killing everyone. Right. For Christmas, I gave my brother these tiny little mini laser guns and he had a red and a blue one. And every time he shot me with the red one, I had to do a very elaborate fake death. Like <laughs> at one point I was trying to carry some drinks and I was outside and he shot me and I had to like oh. fall to the ground. But then if he shot me with the blue one, it brought me back to life. Oh, blue is life. We're 34 and 27. So blue is life. Yeah. Red is death. Correct. That's fascinating. Isn't it? What well, is because um it's basically this blue and blue yeah. and red, blue and pink. Yeah. Red is just the watered up version of of pink. <laughs> watered up. Water <laughs> Water that pink up. Uh, we've gone pretty heavy with Paoletti so far. Right? And most things have been through her research and stuff. I like her style. She sounds like a jazz musician. Yeah, it's got a great name. Scooby Bop. Scooby Bop 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 Bop. It's Paoletti. But not everyone uh, agrees with her. For instance, uh, an Italian sociologist named Marco Del Guducci, which possibly knows Guducci, uh, conducted his own research using Google Books. You know Google Books? That's right. Mm. He searched um, for books published in the US between 1880 and 1890, and he searched for uh, key words um, and phrases like blue for boys and pink for girls or blue for a boy and pink for a girl and lots of variations on that. And he found that uh, those blue for boys, pink for girls ones appeared in books from 1880 onwards, so relatively early, well, in that search at the very beginning of the search. Well, he's based a, a paper on a Google search. Yeah, I know. That's why it feels like it's pretty flimsy research. Um <laughs> Guys, um, I, I googled it. I googled it. I got eight point nine billion results. That so, seems like a lot. But that's, uh, that's the interesting thing. I don't think you got. It was searching millions and millions of books, and I don't. It 
I think it was it was nowhere near that many. So <laughs> maybe because he was he just kept hitting. Am I feeling lucky? And one <laughs> one site kept coming up. That's one again. It's only one. Oh, images. It's interesting. What does that do? It takes you to the first page. Am I feeling lucky? Rather than giving oh, a list, it takes you to I like. I thought it took you to a random one, but it takes you to the first one. I think it's like, this is what you're looking for. Surely it's Google. We get it right. I'm oh, right. Lucky. So then the lucky. So it's not that lucky. It's just the. It's probably the right one. Well, maybe, I don't know. That's my understanding. And right. my understanding could definitely be wrong. No, I've never known you to be wrong. Do they still have that as a feature? Not sure. Great joke, either way. <laughs> I know. If everyone else remembers surfing the, the internet in the early 2000s, I think we do. Ask <laughs> Jeeves, yeah. Another great reference. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, not in a way that's like, oh, my God, it's expanding, like yeah, yeah. More physically. Like it's growing more customers, yes. more interest. Not like it's going to explode. Yeah, not like it's a building that's like blowing up and yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. And I don't think they mean for marriage. You can sell your products on an online store, whether you sell physical or digital products or you offer services like massage or oh. nails oh my gosh. or uh, consulting. Should we after this get mani-pedis? <laughs> Babe, I've already booked us in. <laughs> um, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. You know, what about blogging tools, you yeah. might be asking? I like to blog. I love to blog. I like to blog. I like to vlog. Yes. Well, Squarespace has powerful blogging tools to share stories, photos, videos, and updates. You can categorize, you can share, and schedule to make your content work for you. Scheduling is the best. Oh, yeah. it looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly. Capture that New York market. Yeah. You mentioned vlogging as well. If you're into vlogging, you can organize your video library, showcase your content on beautiful video pages, sell access to your videos with member areas. The possibilities are endless. Now head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. And so, and this is all as a direct response to Paoletti's research, right? He's trying to go... Um, her research is false, right? So he said um, he did concede that Pale Lady did have a handful of le- legit sources, just that, quote, the magazine's excerpts cited uh, anomalous or unrepresentative of the broader cultural context. So mm. there's a few blips. Basically. Right, she's gone fishing, but. Yeah, she found a few, but really they're not representative, right? Mm. Which I found really fascinating because it's a widely different result from what Paoletti had said. Del Gaducci uh, has said, pink seems to have been a feminine colour at least since the late 19th century. 
In summary, when inspected closely, the reversal in pink-blue gender coding shows many warning signs of a scientific urban legend, an urban legend that somehow managed to infiltrate the peer-reviewed literature because it's it's all throughout, like, legit um, science. Mm. Interesting, though, um, and kind of the problem with that is, as far as I can see, is that Paoletti never said that there was a reversal in pink-blue gender coding, uh, just that it was inconsistent until the second half of the 20th century. So his urban legend idea is kind of like a – it's a bit of a straw man sort of urban legend in in itself, I reckon. Right, yeah. Because she didn't say it was a flip. He's sort of some reason saying it's there was no flip. But yeah, right. As I read it, she wasn't saying there was a flip. She was just saying it was it was inconsistent across the board until so – it came and went. Yeah, that's and right. And different areas for different things. Right. Um, either way, Paoletti criticised Del Guducci's research, saying, I would never think of doing a word search in order to study something visual. Got him. Oh, that's Fucking a... bird. <laughs> so these are two academics going back and forth, stabbing at each other. Yeah. That's so Love good. It. She's basically said what we said, which was like, you do, you've done a Google search. Yeah. Dude, you've just Googled you've it. You've Googled it. You're not a fucking scientist. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I Googled biochemistry. Oh, I've got a PhD now. Dr. Jess in the house. That's Google. how the Gaduchis do it. <laughs> I'll just follow Del this link. Follow this link. It's a Google search for dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Cop that. Hey, click on images. Yeah, save well, search. Who- Turn it off first. <laughs> Go on images. Who Who's there a picture of? Oh, fuck, it's me. <laughs> Have you done that? Have you done that? <laughs> I love the idea that he doesn't even really know how Google works. Yeah. Even though he's and then somebody's pranked him. Yeah, it's like, oh, fuck. C- Carl, what have you done? How have you done this? It's not funny. Did you, uh, someone tweeted a few weeks back that um, it must have been a couple of weeks ago we were saying OK Google a lot and it was setting off her. <laughs> yes, I saw that Google movie laugh. <laughs> I love that. OK Google, look up Dave Warnicke's YouTube channel. G-string episode. No, I've taken it down, to be honest. You're welcome. Okay, Google, find the dark web version of Dave Warnicke's YouTube channel. Is dark web a thing? Okay, Google. Okay, Google, is dark web a thing? (laughs) Okay, Google, (laughs) pornhub.com. Did that work, everyone? I hope that worked. I've seen someone diving across the room in their office. No. <laughs> <laughs> or while their elderly grandparents are visiting. I hope Google's listening. <gasps> Google's always listening. Yeah, surely they are. How good was it when the other... Anyway, we're going off track, but uh, when someone was listening to the BTK episode from the newspaper's office. That was ridiculous. Oh, from Wichita. That was sick. From the Wichita Eagle. That was one of the... The coolest pieces of correspondence we've ever had. Yeah. Matt, can I interrupt you just really quickly? Jess, I'd really love you to. <laughs> that didn't sound sincere. <laughs> I would. No, please do. Well, I just wanted to mention that this um, that this episode of Do Go On is brought to our dear listeners by ShipStation. Ah. Oh, ShipStation.com. Dot com. Do you sell online? eBay. Amazon? Magento? Then you need ShipStation. 
It's a fast and easy way to manage and dispatch your orders, all from one place. Right. For all that online <laughs> selling. No, I like that. This could be good for us when we start doing merch online. Exactly. Merch ideas I've had lately. Yes. Rulers that uh-huh. have Jess's nose on it. Excuse me? Dave's eyes in a balloon bag. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, uh, these are not good ideas. heart-shaped face ball of my hand. What? Just spitballing. Wow. Th- these sound like number one selling products. Yes. I don't think those are good ideas. If we made these... ShipStation could really help us out. That's what I was thinking. This works out really well. Well, you can use ShipStation to compare rates from top couriers, including Royal Mail, FedEx, DHL, and UPS, and whether you have one or hundreds of orders. I think ours will be in the hundreds, considering (laughs) the the viability of those products. Actually, ShipStation makes it easy to batch and print labels so you can get orders out quickly and keep your customers happy. And we all know customers are always right. And always happy if you use ShipStation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Correct. It's a mo- it's a popular choice, and you should get on it. And now you can try ShipStation for free for thirty days, huh. plus get a special bonus when you use the promotion code DGO. That's for do go on, baby. Wow, that's efficient. DGO. They sound like an efficient company. They are. They took the O's right out. I love it, except for one. So if you oh. want to, <laughs> if you want to get this uh, this special promotion, visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in DGO. I like they're typing into a microphone. That's cool. I like that too. That's ShipStation.com, then enter promotion code DGO. ShipStation.com, make ship happen. Did you just come up with that? I didn't, but that's very good. (laughs) It's better than anything I could have come up with. Make ship happen. At first I thought when they contacted us, I'm like, Ship stations. How many people do, of our listeners have a ship that needs somewhere to dock? Yeah. They've probably got a dock. Yeah. Uh, I was wrong. You were wrong. But, hey, now we're educated. Mm. But do get in contact if you do have a ship because that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's great. I'm impressed. Like I'm impressed with ShipStation.com. We'd love to do a, a live episode on international waters. If we could. Oh, my God. I've been thinking about that. Of course you have. Anyway. Legit. We should hire a boat. Like, do a live show, take everyone out. I don't know. I think you've got to go about 45 kilometers out. What's the benefit for us? Then we can do, we could talk about anything we want. We already do. We could do anything. We took on Scientology. I could be, I'll be unleashed. <laughs> Think about the things I'll talk about. Are you leashed at the moment? Oh, I am so leashed, baby. Don't call me baby. Well, I will on international waters and there's nothing you can do about okay, it. Okay, well, we're not going on international waters. There we go. Saved it. Don't make threats like that, Dave. Oh. Matt. Do go on. Okay. Uh, so recently, blogger Neuroskeptic. Wow. I, rec- I can't wait for what this person's uh, <laughs> Yeah, amazing, I want to have dinner with this person. Incredible well, findings are. Um, actually, I think you'll find. <laughs> no, I like... I li- <laughs> <laughs> Neuroskeptic. Um, actually, I think you'll find vaccines are hurting people. <laughs> he, he blogs for Discovery Magazine's website. Discovery? Uh, he reported that Del Gaducci has published an update to his findings um, so his, his initial stuff was from a couple of years ago, and this is from uh, the last six months. Uh, he was reporting that while Del Gaducci maintains that the text data still shows no evidence for that pink for boys, blue for girls was ever the dominant pattern, a thing that has not been said by Paoletti, but anyway, he still maintains that that was, ne- was never the dominant for it to be pink for boys, blue for girls. 
uh-huh. which is, is what Paoletti would yep. agree with. Yep. Anyway, um, but he has admitted that the periodicals do reveal that in the period before 1920, both Blue for Boys, Pink for Girls, and the reverse scheme were mentioned roughly equally often. Roughly equally. Yeah. Okay. So, which right. is what basically what Paoletti said all along. So just, if, yeah, it was just different trends, the ebbs, the flows. Yeah, and some of it was just inconsistent because it wasn't like now there's mass media, everyone can, you know, look at the same ads and department stores are spread across the country. Back then there were pockets of different vibes, yeah. different settlements. So German areas would stick with the blue for girls for longer and, and there were all these different things. Anyway, so that it was just a mishmash. Let's just change it completely. Like... Don't worry about blue and pink. Let's go like orange for boys and purple for girls. Cyan. Purple's still quite girly. I just like the idea of just picking a cool color. Who gives a fuck? I don't yellow. Really, I don't really understand why it matters. Yeah. No, it How doesn't. Blue for everyone because it is clearly the best color. Oh, that's a good point. Well, two thirds of us uh, picked it, and I sort of half did. Green is also is probably my second favorite. So, big fan. I like red. I like yellow. I wear a bit of yellow. Yellow's fun. You do look good in yellow. Thank you. Just a mustard yellow. Yeah, mustard. yeah you do. Pull I can that pull up. off a mustard. Thanks, Dave. Goes with the brown hair. Shut up, you bloody flirt. I can't. Oh, my goodness. I can't, I can't even. I can't handle it. Matt's wearing a yellow hat right now. Oh, and he looks fucking fabulous. He looks gorgeous. Oh, I love a piece of that. Oh, no. I've gone hat. too far. <laughs> you can't have a piece of the hat, man. I objectif- objectified Matt's Don't objectify hat. my hat, man. Um, so today it's all about pink for girls and blue for boys, mm. so much so that you'll see bald baby girls with pink headbands to assert their femininity, right? So Correct. you can get something to grab onto when you want to pick them up. <laughs> for the hairless babies. Yeah, exactly. It's that's like, what the headbands well, you don't are know. for. That's actually, it's a full, um, yeah. I can't think of the word. Noose. <laughs> Full, uh, it's a full harness system. Harness. harness mm. yep. A couple of carabiners thrown in for fun. Wow. Yeah. It uh, sounds like you're probably just going to rip babies' heads off. Dave. Is that, that is, what you're trying to do? That's not my intention. I just want to pick them up. Okay, yeah. You're not babysitting my future non-children. <sighs> you're having non-children? Yeah, I'm having like non-children. Like nonnas, like old Italian. Yeah, cute little nonnas. <laughs> they're going to walk around feeding me. Oh, thank you. That's a great uh, idea. It's grazie. It's not grazi, you uncultured swine. Jess isn't going to be the nonna, you fool. Her children nonna. No, but you got to thank grazi. the nonna. All oh, right, then. Thank the nonna. And, and how do I do that again? Sorry, Dave. Grazi. Oh, yuck. So, Jess, you want to give us a crack? No, you butcher the language. Grazi. Better. I did four years of Italian. So did I. Hmm. <laughs> See. Molto bene. Va bene. Va bene. You know, I'm actually one sixteenth Swiss Italian. So. Okay, all right. Andiamo. Maybe even one eight. Yeah, one eight. Andiamo. Love when people go right down to it. They're like, Come to chiami. Mi chiamo Matteo. <laughs> Mi chiamo Jess. Oh, weird Aussie accent. Quanti anni hai? Si. <laughs> I said, how old are you? Cozy, cozy. I said, how old are you? He goes, yes. <laughs> yes. I uh, am quite old. <laughs> uh, quattro molti bene. <laughs> wow. Four very good. Not even not very good, multi good. Is that out of five? Out of multi five. Multi goods? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank goodness. Four out of five, Pretty baby. Pretty good. Happy yeah, with that. Baby. Um, 
Oh, so if you go to the supermarket, obviously products are all in pink packaging for girls, blue for boys. But even for adults, not even just kids, like pink razors and pink deodorant. And Yeah, that's true. How yeah. weird is that? Well, men's stuff is usually black. Black, because you're a man. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so weird. There was a, did you see that um, research that came up recently? It was a smallish study, I think, that was saying that men will be less likely to be environmentally friendly if if it's in pink packaging or just if it, just the idea of being environmentally friendly feels feminine to them, I think it was saying. So, the fuck? so men who would avoid things that are pink would also avoid using um, products that advertise themselves as environmentally friendly. The same kind of people who are like threatened, their masculinity is threatened oh, yeah. by, by colours are also uh, have their masculinity threatened by being environmentally friendly. That uh, doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, this is interesting, but it, yeah, it just seems really odd. But um, and, but again, it was like one small study. You know, these always feel like a lot of these studies. I feel like people go, "I want to prove something. Yeah. How do I prove this yeah. thing?" I asked thirteen people at the pub last night, and eleven answered. Granted, pretty good. It was a rugby team. Yeah, <laughs> and two of them just weren't in the room at the time. Yeah. <laughs> the two, two out of thirteen not answering is not a good result. I don't no. think. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> According to that article on the list, they pondered the question, do we assign genders to these colours because that's what girls and boys like or do we gravitate towards these colours because that's what they're dressed in and that's what they've seen their peers doing, right? Is mm. it like a chicken or the egg thing? What do you reckon? I'm just thinking of times that I've been part of the problem. That's what that's what my face was doing. I was like, "Oh shit, I've done that." What's that? What? I bought a two pack of toothbrushes recently, and they were blue and red, and I took the red <laughs> and gave my boyfriend the blue. Even though blue is your favorite color, I know. That's interesting. And, and it, why? What's wrong with red? No, I like red too. But, no, but like, what I'm saying is that red's not like a classically feminine. No, color. I know, but like that's it's pretty similar to the blue and pink kind of argument, isn't it? Blood is red and we bleed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Only women bleed. Yeah. Only women bleed. Do you bleed, Dave? Uh, if you prick me, doth I not bleed? <laughs> doth. Don't, don't prick Dave. He's the prick, I tell you. Yeah, prick, hard to prick a prick, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> hard to prick a prick. That's true, it is hard to prick a prick. It really is. But I actually, I think it is the, because I find it hard to not, we all go, when you ask the question, blue for boys, pink for, for girls, even if you choose not to, in my mind, it, I've got, I feel like it has been programmed in there right. yeah. by these marketing people, yeah, well, not by me, though I do like blue, it's my favourite colour, I think that that's a natural thing. But I, yes. I think because we're so aware of it now, do you think it, it's possible that there will be a change? It would be a very conscious one. I think it. I imagine it will change because it's only been around for such a short amount of time. If you believe the, the studies that we've been talking about mm. and the research we've been talking about, it's only been around for a little while. Some people are like, it's innate. Women like pink, no. men like blue. Some people tr- have tried to do studies to prove that, you know, and, and said that they have been able to prove, which I'll talk about in a second. We're not too far from the end. Um, but this, so this, oh, Sorry, your question. I really think that we will. I think we will change again. I don't. Mm. I think we'll move away from that 
Yeah, maybe in, in 100 years, yeah, what tra- will it be? Trends and stuff just, they change around and, and usually it's something rebelling against the thing that came before. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And sometimes they, this one seems to last for a while, but it did seem like there were periods in those earlier years. Periods. Yeah. Only women bleed. <laughs> Where, um, but adult, like, uh, you is know. That, is that really a song? Yeah, it's an Alice Cooper song. Only women bleed. Yeah. Was he? Covered by John Farnham as well. The voice. Two of the greats. <laughs> I often lump them together too. <laughs> but please do go on, Matt. Sorry. Um, so uh, so that whole, you know, what comes first, right? Is it us or is it is it is it what we already we do we innately think blue for boys and pink for girls, or is that something we've been trained to do? To me, if you believe the things like everyone was dressing in white mm. hundred and forty years ago, then it seems like how is it innate, right? It's, it just isn't. But was that for practicalities then that over overcame these other things and when we started to get to choose colours that we chose? To me it feels like bullshit. But anyway, I, th- th- these are questions that people ask, right? And there's been a lot of studies into it um, with mixed results. Uh, this is a quote from the list. One study done in 2011 offered babies the choice between two nearly identical objects. One was pink and the other wasn't. When they were one year old, there was no difference in the number that chose pink or the other colour. By the time they were two years old, many of the girls were choosing pink. By four, the gender divide was evident on both sides, with most boys now refusing the pink item. Another study did the same thing by separating a group of three to five-year-olds into two different shirt colours, one group in blue shirts, one group in red shirts, but not not on gender divide. Mm. Um, Each was told that their shirt colour was the best colour. And three weeks later, there was a clear divide there too. Kids that wore blue shirts picked blue items and kids who wore red shirts gravitated towards red. Wow. So that, so you can program them. I mean, based on that 2011 study, you would say that makes it seem pretty clear that it's a program thing, seeing as um, kids at one year old didn't care about whether it was pink or not. There was some sort of innate thing, but it was different to four years later. Yeah. When, and apparently that's around the same time where kids are actually realising uh, what gender they are or what sex they are right? and and notice that other kids are different and sort of um, that plays into it as well yeah. potentially. Interesting. Uh, there was a study conducted in 2007 that was widely publicised by the media with headlines such as Time Magazine's study, Why Girls Like Pink, which grabbed my attention. I'm like, well, this? Here we go. Here this we will go. answer this a few <laughs> questions. Uh This is the opening paragraph, which starts strongly. When shopping for baby gifts, everyone knows that blue is for boys and pink is for girls. Uh But now there's evidence that those colours may be more than just marketing gimmicks. The may made me like, no. But anyway. You started so strong. So so confident. Uh, But anyway, I'm listening. I'm interested. Then the third paragraph said, so the second paragraph went on on a similar thing. And then the third paragraph said, on average, the study found, all people generally prefer blue, something researchers have long known. The study also found that while both men and women liked blue, women tended to pick redder shades of blue. Oh. This is in the article that is titled, Why Women Like Pink. <laughs> you might like a bluer blue than I like. Maybe. For I am a woman. And I... I'm not. Isn't it amazing? So the the way the way they did this study, <laughs> just had to fact check that. 
I was that what you would. Yeah. That's why he checked his junk. He went, oh no! Check my nappy, <laughs> which man, I still wear. Your man nappy. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was wondering why you're wearing a hat around your junk. Yeah. You have been confused for a long time. You're gonna flip, flip your lid. I'm gonna flop. I'm gonna flop my lid. Oh. <laughs> Don't flop your lid. That was un- unfortunate wording. <laughs> <laughs> So the way they did this study, and it really was like it was picked up by media. If if it came out now, you definitely would be talking about it or at work, I reckon, Dave. It's that kind of study. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 The ones that just get picked up across all newspapers and websites and they just run with it because it's, it's a great headline. Mm, and it's good, you know, good conversation fodder, yeah. Yeah, and I found, I found many, many articles about it. Um, some you know favorable and some just got basically just repeating what the press release would have said. Um, so the way they did the study was they first showed block colors, you know, like um, blue uh, was favored by men and women when they showed multiple different colors. But then they started showing blended colors, and they found men preferred green blues and women red blues. Uh, how this proves women like pink, I do not fully understand. <laughs> to me, it kind of proves the opposite, like they like blue. The blue and pink are the options. Mm. And men and women prefer blue. And according to them, it's been long known because mm. that did come up a lot. Blue just seems to be across the board people's favorite color, which is why I thought that was interesting that you two both uh, feel that way. We are very vanilla people. I mean, it's, it's the color of the sky, the color the of the ocean. ocean. Two of the most. Mm, whereas pink is the color of nothing. I know. It's really hard to think of pink things, whereas. No, oh, don't think, don't Google pink things. <laughs> okay, Google. <laughs> pink, pink things. things. Pornhub.com. Yeah. Like your pink bits, you know? Yeah. Do you know what oh. I'm talking about? When I did that, I did that. A genital. Yeah, all right, anyway. Okay. <laughs> how do you say, how do you say, yeah? Genital. <laughs> uh, how do you say? Uh, how do you say? Uh, uh, <laughs> just give me some. <laughs> um. So basically, the end here. Uh, I just got this quote from an article on the BBC, which I think sums things sums things up a little bit. Various studies have looked at colour preferences in different age groups. In the US, most have found that babies and toddlers, whether male or female, are attracted to primary colours such as red and blue. Pink doesn't feature high on the list, although it is more popular than brown and grey. Yeah, because they fucking suck. Brown is poo and grey is sadness. I I could understand brown more than pink in a lot of ways because brown is chocolate and it's Coffee and it's the dirt and it's and trees. It's, it's just a, it's a everywhere, right? Whereas, and shit. <laughs> I know kids are seeing more shit than coffee. Where what what where does pink occur naturally? Some flowers, fairy salmon, floss. Would yes. be obviously naturally occurring fairy, fairy floss. floss. Yeah. Um. What else is there? That's pink. Uh, that's the jackets fish. that the pink ladies wear oh, in that's, Greece. That's a good point. Naturally occurring. Of course, they found those jackets. Elderly ladies, the pink rinse hairdo. Ah, I know the purple rinse, blue rinse, pink rinse. They go through them all. Sure. They probably do. You think of fairy floss again? Ah, yes. You saw that time a woman had fairy floss. Mm. No, there was a 
Yep. Anyway, <laughs> that was uh, going to be a real good riff. Um, <laughs> some studies of this age group have found blue is favoured, others red, but they rarely find any gender difference. That's the BBC quote. So what, what do you guys? What, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about it? Do you think it's chicken or do you think it's egg? And what does that mean? What? <laughs> what? <yeah. laughs> okay, a, right. a great question and um, one that's hard to unpack. I'm afraid that's all we have time for. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. To me, it, it does, and it feels like this whole report has probably been leaning towards the side of um, it's it's taught rather than inherent. Yeah, it I sounds think it is. like a marketing gimmick, like it's... many things in our society yeah. turn out to be. I think it sort of comes down to a perception thing too. Like I, this phone cover. I nearly didn't buy because the background is pink and I don't really like pink. But it has a little avocado and a piece of toast holding hands. It's fucking adorable yep. and I love avocado on toast. But I didn't want to get it because I didn't want to have a pink phone cover. That looks so good on a yellow. Imagine. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. I wouldn't have even hesitated if pink, it was on a yellow. That, that pink is reminding me of strawberry milk, which I... I love oh, as a yum. kid. Yum. I love strawberry. I'd pick strawberry over chocolate for a milkshake. I'd go, yeah, yeah, I'd go, stra- I'd go banana, then strawberry. Nah. Oh, unless it's fake banana. Fake okay. banana is pretty pretty wrong. Okay. Banana smoothie I'd take. Sure. Anyway, what are we talking about now? I'll have a smoothie. Yeah, it does seem like it's sort of set up, especially if mm. people haven't been doing it for a long time. Well, there and also there's all these different areas that um, actually did the opposite. Say so if that is true that the German Catholics dress the kids differently, there's one theory that um, uh, for a while Christians did the opposite as well. Red was seen as being more Jesus-like, the blood of Jesus and his sacrifice, Holy and blue, Jesus, <laughs> blue of Virgin Mary, like she was often depicted wearing blue. Mary doesn't bleed. So that was that's one theory why that's true. I don't know if I couldn't seem to find anything that's um, back that up in. Necessarily, but a, a lot of this is a bit. Sounds like you did a bit more research than Scaramucci, though, did <laughs> Scaramucci? <laughs> did, did he? Did he was too busy doing the Fandango? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one interesting thing. Uh, so you, you want to have some? These are fun slash dull facts. So, Dave, you're the expert on dull facts, Jess on fun facts. <laughs> so uh-huh. true. I'm hoping that one of you will claim each of these. Okay. If it's somewhere, if, it's in if the middle, neither then it's does, nothing. yeah, then it's nothing. A it's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, hey, uh, hey there. Oh, hey there. Uh, sorry to cut in here. This is Matt uh, coming in later. I This next fun fact, uh, the first fun fact, as I was editing, I'm like, did I even check this out? I saw it on one source, which could be a, a bit dodgy, and then I try, I've try. i just tried to look it up now, and it's the only place that says it. So it is almost definitely bullshit, but I've left it in because I thought Dave was being really funny uh, talking about it. So sorry about this. Real dumb of me. It was the very last thing I read before we went into the studio to record, and I didn't, I didn't bloody check it. I've let you down, I've let myself down, I've let my family down, but most of all, I've let you down, I've let myself down, and I've let my family down. Um, Sorry about that. But anyway, uh, China probably invented pink for all I know, but it certainly doesn't seem like it it first saw it when introduced to it by the West. Apparently, uh, China never saw pink until they had contact with Western culture. Dull. No, no <laughs> I think that sounds fascinating. So that means it's dull. <laughs> okay. Look how excited he is. 
I'm the captain of fun. Right. And I'm bored by that. But fact. imagine someone that you don't Dull. know exists comes over the hill and they have a colour that you've, you've never seen. Never seen. And I thought that was fascinating. That's crazy. It could it could happen. Unlikely, but it could. Like an alien species comes in and goes, "This is poomp." <laughs> Pardon, poomp. <laughs> Enjoy, and we're like, "All right." But I, yeah, red I'm- and orange and pink and poomp. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, hang on. I have a question. Yes. So this alien yes. coming over the hill. Yes. First of all, they speak English. Well, they speak every language. They're very clever. Secondly, they only came to Earth to give us pump, and then they left. Oh, I didn't say they left. Oh, you was... did. You said, didn't they say bye? Oh, probably goodbye. Well, then he said, guy could have been going back over the hill. To get another colour? What other colour were they going to get? Wait, was he just grabbing a colour from over the hill? Yeah. (laughs) Just let me go grab it. What colour, what other colour was he getting? (laughs) Poomp. Poomp and... Light poomp. Yeah. (laughs) And then we'd say, mate, don't try and pull the wool over our eyes. That is clearly just a different shade of poomp. He's over the hill with a a, a mixing bucket of white paint and he's just diluting it to different levels. Into his poomp paint. (laughs) This is also poomp. (laughs) We're at the point where we can't. We we're beyond discovering new colours now, right? Yeah. Well, in the like, because you know, when you get the light of a prism, you can see all across the spectrum. Yeah. Right. And they've done that. But there are, I think, colours that possible like infrared that, a... that we can't see with our eyes. Right. But, but some animals. But some. But some animals can see them. Some animals can see them. <laughs> but who can see poop? Poop. Can, can we see poop? No, yeah, we I imagine us? we're not we're not enjoy, enjoying it if we can't see it. Yeah, he says this is poop, and you're like empty bucket. You're like I can't see it, and they're like he's like just trust me, it's there. This is pretty impressive, mate. You got a bucket of water. Yeah. Interesting that the alien is a male. He said he was male. He said he. <gasps> you just said he. I think I say bud. What? <laughs> bud Tingwell. I mean, do you have another dull the, fact this for Dave a- to lose his shit over? Yeah, I said I he because the alien is hung like a horse. I didn't mention that. Right. And in Alien alien World. All right. Same Jenny, same Jennies. Same Jennies. Yeah. How do you say, how do you say Jennies? <laughs> Maybe that's what the J was, the initial scene of a Jenny. Maybe. Jenny Howard. <laughs> Another J name. Uh, his that was a great fact, Matt. I, I no. led. With, I actually led, led with the one I thought was most interesting. Always about. a good idea. Yes. Right. Uh, Jess will be so bored by the end of this. Yeah. Right? All right. Pinko. Have you ever heard the term pinko? You bloody pinko. It's Jap- oh no, it's pinku is Japanese for pink. That's Sorry. pingu. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's claymation. That's penguin. claymation for penguin. Yeah. Uh, pinku. No. Uh, pinko. Yeah. Pinko, like uh, bloody pinko is like, like a, a communist left. It's communist left, and I never put it together. But the idea is that they're like a watered down communist, and red oh. is the color of communism. So that's why they're a pinko. I didn't know that anyway. That's the thing. Hey, Dave, what did you think of that fact? That is great because I didn't. I'd never put two and two together yeah. either. So you know what that means. Another you, mate? dull fact. Another Look, dull fact. <laughs> yeah. You're lighting me up over here, mate. And I am I bored, think, stupid. So just yeah. But Dave is a guy who. He lives in I live, facts. I live for stupid things like this. What do I live in? I don't know. You just live in a happier place than us, I Yeah, guess. you're a higher power. You're on the top of the, top of the pyramid. Interesting. You, you are God. I am God. Poomp. Okay, carry on. I am Poomp. <laughs> the leader in Giro d'Italiara. The leader in Giro d'Italia. The uh, cycle race. cycling race. Wears a pink jersey. Oh. 
It's like the yellow in in the, the Tour de France. Tour de France. Tour de France. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the so is that the big Italian? Yeah. So the three, the, the, they call them the grand. I think it's the grand tours. Right. The Spanish one is um, up in the north. Gosh, I can't remember what it's called. Because so I think pink is sort of like yellow. They're colours that stand out, right? Yeah. So they make sense as that kind of leader. Well, stand, I mean, it's a fluoro stand out pink. From the pink. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a, a musty. You really stand out from the punk. It's not. What a... was the colour? <laughs> pump. Pump. Um. All right. Here's another. Fact. Love Walter. I, I don't even need to tell you what that was. No, you I know. know. Well, I know none. The look on that face tells me you, you know what it was. I'm not even addressing any of these to you now. That's you may as well. That's you, rude. You could step off. Just for right the record. Now. Can I go home? Yeah, I think so. So no one tweets me. I know it's Love Welter. It's the Spanish one. Great. I don't know what color they have though. Don't tweet him. <laughs> tweet him. Um, Boop. Yes. <laughs> as spoken about on our Montreal Screwjob episode, pink. Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, but he also, um, for a little while, co-owned a hockey team called the Calgary Hitman. Hitman. That makes more sense. And they originally <laughs> they they wore they were wore a pink outfit. Did they a uniform? Yeah. Pink. What kind of pink though? All right, guys, put on you. Put pink? on your outfit. Your <laughs> team outfit. <laughs> and then the final one. I think we. I think that one might not have even been. Did I get either of you at all interested? Nah. I liked it because I like Brett the Hitman Hart. So, dull. And then finally in 2013. Now he's owning the dull. And I'm loving it when they're dull. In 2013, 30 cells in Swiss jails uh, were reportedly painted pink in an attempt to calm aggressive prisoners down as part of a project called Cool Down Pink. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, a police spokesman in the town said, it really seems to work. They quieten down and go to sleep much more quickly in a pink room. Wow. That is very dull. And I love it. <laughs> I actually kind of enjoyed that one. Oh, okay. Apparently they put them in there for about two hours and, and normally they're asleep in 15 minutes. They oh, can't. cute. <laughs> but apparently also a lot of the prisoners hate it. Again, I need to know what shade. Yeah, it's, I it's a soft, calming pink. I don't sleep well, so any tricks I can get. Yeah, apparently pink, I've read that a few times, pink is a real. Pink room. Because I was imagining like electric pink, like as pink. Hot pink. Like. that Wouldn't that make you feel like. Yeah, it would be overwhelming. It would make you want to just have fun. I think it would be a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking like a wet, wet pink, so it looks, I don't know. A wet pink. Like an oil, like it looks Glossy? oily. Like, yes. For? A wet pink. Yes. I was thinking like a real soft pink. A yeah, dry that make, pink? That makes sense. No, I don't think you want a dry pink. A wet pink. Not a wet pink. No, a powdered pink. You couldn't think of the word glossy. Wet. I think, I'm still thinking wet. It looks wet. The, it's like, like it hasn't dried? Yes. Right. So it's glossy. <laughs> no, so it's but dripping it's, but down it, the wall? But it's wet. I think you're drunk. Anyway, that is the episode. I found like That was great. That is, when you said the topic, I thought, can you get a whole hour out of this? And you did more. <laughs> so great stuff. And boy, did you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that's, I've never thought about it, but now I have. And <laughs> you at, did it. At the end of that, my children, no matter what, will be wearing blue because it is definitely the best color. Yeah, people, people are attracted to blue. I'm going to put my kids in cute clothes, regardless of the color of them. Yeah. Mine will be dressed in Saints uniforms. Red, white, and black, baby. (laughs) One's red, one's white, one's black.
Three kids. Perfect. Put them together. Little it. emo kid. Yeah, that's that's no good on a hot day. What are the child? Kid in white. All in white. Yeah. You're going to have a lot of trouble cleaning that. You're going to have your Roosevelt. Yeah, no, nah, don't worry. It's just uh, put them all in dresses so they can shit all over them. Is that right? Is that why it was? Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Matt. And thank you to everyone that supported supported this week's episode and supports the show in general by uh, hitting up our Patreon. Patreon.com slash dogoonpod is where you can pledge back to the show if you really like it. And we really like it when you do that because uh, it makes the show happen. And uh, just by chipping in one, two, five, ten, a million dollars a month, who knows, uh, it helps the show. And also you get rewards in exchange for it, including a bonus episode once a month. We're not far off having two bonus episodes every single month, so that something to look out for and also we'd like to thank some people by name and by number yeah that's okay right. pledge number let's give them all a color yeah great we did give colored houses last week with the blue I house with oh, yeah, color. how about a we this time we'll give them a a, a color, shade color of... nappy great <laughs> great what nappy will they be wearing i mean that, that's another thing like can't like now um it's not like gender is binary like that's pretty clear right so it's even on that level it's quite bizarre that there's only yes. people write two colors it's like sure yeah yeah great point so it, it like it feels like it's only a matter of time before it's abandoned but there will be like this for a while people will say pc police and stuff but they'll no, get I it. just want my daughter to wear pink it's like, why can't what? girls just wear pink what? and boys wear blue? Let girls and be girls men hit and boys their wives. <laughs> you know? She's that escalated. Yeah. Sorry for getting too real, Matt. It's a little bit real. Is that too real? Who wants to start? <laughs> Yay. I think you should, Jess. Okay. I would like to thank. This is our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much. From Sierra Vista. Ah, I would meaning. Like to- the, a whale's vagina. Is that what that means? Oh. I would like to thank Joshua Rummerfield. Good name. Great name, Josh Rummerfield. And what colour nappy diaper would Josh have? Ooh. I want to say mauve. Mauve. Well, that's a, that's a great colour. Sierra means a long, jagged mountain chain, and Vista means view, right? So mountain view. Yeah, that's right. View of the mountain. That's, gr- that's a nice... I'm guessing it's a mountainish place. Do you approve of the mauve nappy for Josh? <laughs> Not mountainous. Do you know mountainish? <laughs> Big confession. Yeah, I know a few things, but I'm very bad with color shade. It's like a names. purpley Light color. Purple. That's what I was imagining, but I wanted to confirm. Correct, and Thank that's you. kind of why I, instead of saying purple, I said mauve. Just to, I was like, let's fuck with Dave because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> okay, so Josh, you've got a mauve. Diaper, congratulations, and thank you for your support. Yeah, use it wisely. I would also like to thank um, uh, Jacob Polnow. Polno, Polnow. Polnow, Polnow and Polofen. Jake. Jacob. What colour is Jacob wearing? And he's from just I can't. Kawashkum. Kiwiskum. Kiwiskum. Kiwiskum, that makes sense to oh, me. Oh, yeah, there was no H in there. Kiwiskum, is that Wisconsin? Uh, let me see. Oh. Wisconsin. That's what I said. Okay, so Jacob from from Kiwiskum, Wisconsin. What colour? Uh, I'd say lime green is Ooh. what it came instinctively. Oh, that yeah. is nice. Oh, you've got to go with your gut. You've got to go with your gut. Lime green, that's nice, Ooh. very fresh. And into that nappy, he will go with his gut. Gut first. Dave. 
Uh, can I please um, underline what Jess just said in thanking Jacob Polnow? <laughs> what a name. I love that it. That is a great name. I've never heard that as a last name. Polnow. It's like a call now. Poll now. <laughs> call now. Only for people with uh, who communicate with polls. I think there is a website called Poll Now. <gasps> Do you think he came up with it? <gasps> if he did, all the best. <laughs> if he did, all the best. If, if he not, didn't, oh, fuck him. <laughs> fuck him. Uh, I'd love to thank from County Antrim, almost definitely not how to pronounce it, an Irish uh-uh. county in Ireland. Although oh. it says GB, so does that mean maybe that's Northern Ireland? That would make sense. Uh, Ian Irving from Carrickfergus. Oh, that is good. Carrickfergus. Ian Irving. Ian with two eyes. Oh. Okay. And what color then? I'm thinking cerulean. Oh, you're fucking googling colors. No, I'm not. I just, I'm just saying colors, and then you didn't know mauve. You know cerulean. Cerulean blue. What the fuck is that? So it's actually, I think I know that because that's what Frida Kahlo's house was painted last uh, week. Oh, that's a nice blue. Cerulean blue. That is a very nice blue. Yeah, that's my kind of blue. Yes, yeah, me too. And that, I've, I'm going to give it to Ian. That's I, nice. Ian can shit into my blue all day long. No. Shit into my blue. No. <laughs> my eyes. First he's swimming in pink. <laughs> no, he's shitting no, into he's my blues. shitting blue. Um, thank you so much, Ian, you guru. I'd also love to thank Lucas Bengston. From Sankt Olaf in Sweden. Okay. That is Lucas. Right. That blue that um blue colour you just said, isn't that far off the Swedish flag blue? Oh, so maybe he could have the yellow? I was thinking yellow, yeah, genuinely. I yeah, I'm thinking it. But like a nice yellow. Not not a mustard, like, like a like a bright Like a Swedish yellow. Like a Swedish yellow. Yes. Do you reckon he'd be happy with Swedish yellow, a Swedish man? I hope so. I'd be yes. happy with Australian blue. I reckon we give him true blue as a backup. Australian true blue. True, true blue. blue true. Me and you. Is it mom and dad? Or is it a cockatoo? Is it hanging by your mates when they're in a fight? What is happening? Is this? Are these really the words? Or I don't know the words. It, or that's will she be right? True blue. They're close to the words. Wow, that's a shocker. That's something, isn't it? That's really bad. True blue. I hate it. I'm asking you. Is it the same guy that sings up there? Because Ailey's the same. No, different guy. It's the same guy that sings rip, rip, wood chip, put him up your banner. Put him up your banner. Yeah, I thought I knew it. What's that that mean? (laughs) I thought I knew it and I I realised I didn't. Shove it up your banner, mate. (laughs) Shut it up. Same guy saying, give us a home among the gum trees. Oh, I know this one. With lots of plum trees. A sheep or two and a kangaroo. A clothesline out the back. Veranda out the front. And an old rocking chair. I sing all the way to Prosser in Washington State where one of the best live. And that best person's name is Patrick Burnett or Patrick Burnett. Mm, Bernie. Patty. Patty. Patrick. So what colour am I feeling for Patty? What are you feeling? Give me something. Well, because I was thinking burning. I, was, I couldn't help but think some sort of charcoal. Fuck off. Okay. I literally thought charcoal. Charcoal. I think, well, I think that's the concern. Did you look at the wall too? Because I looked at the wall and saw charcoal. His no, diaper is charcoal. <laughs> Wait, are we? I didn't ever. I missed that. I was wondering what you're talking about. Are we colouring their diapers? Yeah. Right. Last week we coloured their houses, we were colouring their diapers. 
Charcoal. And we're saying diapers. Oh, yeah, because they're in America. Because he's in Washington. Gotcha. Makes sense. Jesus, Matt, pay attention. No, I'm sorry. But, yeah, charcoal for Patrick. Patrick Burnett or Patrick Burnett, please enjoy your charcoal Charcoal diaper. Charcoal's a beautiful colour. I love charcoal. I'm wearing a charcoal T-shirt right now. A charcoal mall. That's charcoal? Jesus Christ, Dave. Sorry. And I would like to thank, finally, from Mount Gambier in our great state of South Australia. South Australia's second largest uh, city. This will be a nappy. What? This will be a nappy. Oh, Mount Gambier is. Hmm. I thought you were saying... South Australia was the second largest city. I was like, oh, dear. little fun fact about South Australia. <laughs> I would like to thank the resident of Mount Gambier, Alice Laslett. Alice. Alice Laslett. I'm thinking Lassie. I'm thinking golden. Ooh, gold. Gold nappy. Gold nappy. Ooh, how oh, how regal. How rare. Mm. Good you, for you, you Alice. Watch that out and give it at least a couple of goes because. Lucky it's a soft metal. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> Malleable. Yeah. Good for you, Alice. Thank you, Alice. You not are... the most absorbent, um, but hopefully you're not shitting yourself anymore. So yeah, we're... really, it's just just underpants. decorative now. Decorative nappies. Yeah, we're just giving you all underpants, actually, underpants. haven't we? You're all adults. I don't think I've said the word underpants in a while. Underpants. Underpants. It sounds so formal. Undies. <laughs> what do you usually call them? I don't know. Reg Grundies. You just don't wear them. I don't wear them or talk about them. <laughs> well, on... I, I, re- I would. It just doesn't come up in conversation a lot. Well, okay, I'm when talking about them daily. Are you? I'm bringing them up. Yeah, I never, never talk bringing about them up them. at at the meetings at work. It's I, very I, strange. First thing I say at work: "Morning, how's your undies?" <laughs> you must would not encourage that kind of behaviour in the current climate of the world. Interesting. <laughs> at the, tradi- at, traditional greeting in, in TV, the workplace, and radio. That's where I work. TV. Sorry, telephone. <laughs> You work in telephone, don't you? I work in TP. <laughs> Toilet paper? Yeah. But I, I've got to say, it's a big thank you to Alice, Patrick, Lucas, Ian, Jacob, and Joshua for supporting Good the show. Good memory, Warnicky. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much to everyone that does support the show at patreon.com slash dogoonpod. And you want to drop us a line at any time. The links are in the description of this episode. It's at dogoonpod for all our social medias and dogoonpod at gmail.com. We do love hearing from you. And there is now a link in the description of this episode. If you want to click it, you can submit a, an idea directly to the hat. It goes into the mainframe. We get it. It's hooked up to the cloud, I think. Yeah. Something. And even if you if you did put one in a, a long time ago and it hasn't come up yet, I'd recommend putting it into the new system. I still go through both hats. Yeah. But the new hat is so much easier to use that it's, it's um, probably worth putting it back in there. Yeah, if you've got a ripping topic. Chuck it in. Chuck it in. I've moved a bunch of them over, but they don't have, like, they're missing so much information that the new ones ask for, like where, you know, where you're from and a good resource and uh, categorizing. Categorizing. Mm, And why you think we'll make a good episode. That's always interesting. Uh, So thanks again for everyone that does support the show. And thanks. And you also probably enjoy by listening to it. Thank you. Thank you so much. We love you. And uh, the listener who suggested this topic, I'm so sorry that I didn't take your name down that night. I mentally made a note. Um, tweet me and I'll thank you next week. About that. But thank you so much for the topic. Thank you so, so much. Uh, suggest a topic anytime, as we were saying. And uh, until next week, we will be back then. 
but we won't be back in between. So we're taking we're taking the normal amount of time. <laughs> the normal amount of time. Yeah. This just in. We're taking six days off. We will be taking six days off, but we will be back with a new episode next Wednesday, our time. And uh, and until then, I will say thank you and goodbye. Later. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Which we should have called that podcast OK Google. Oh, Welcome to OK been, Google. That would have been an even, even harder topic uh, thing to search for. And Good point. Than do go on is. Good point. No, that's the beauty of it. Oh. Uh, yeah. I think. If I understand technology. I don't. I don't get it. I think in the modern age, you want to be unfindable. <gasps> yes. That's one of the buzzwords I've been hearing. Unfindable. Unfindable. That is a real buzzword. Mm. <laughs> but also, do hit us up if you want to, if you're part of this comedy cruise that I'm thinking about. Comedy cruise? On international waters. No. Look, if you can make it happen, Dave, I'm, I'm up for it. I knew you would be, Matt. Never me again. <laughs> all of a sudden, expected parents. All of a sudden, expect. <laughs> all of a sudden, expectant parents. <laughs> well, that's not going to seem like a natural laugh. <laughs> you still fucked it. Oh, did I? All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Ex- <laughs> As previously, parents. As previously, parents would prepare gender. I've put a comma there at an awkward spot. As previously, gen. As previously, gen. <laughs> taking that comma out. I'm so sorry. I love you so much. I love you. Boys. 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 I can't hear you. And I'm just getting this little whisper in my ears. Are you getting that? No. Good. God, I love you. Love you too, Jess. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.